Welcome back to the Post-Sermon Reflections podcast. Uh, We are so excited to hop into this sermon because we are in the beginning of a new sermon series called The Search, um, which is a sermon series through the Gospel of John where we're looking at specific encounters that people have who are searching for Jesus and Jesus in the midst of seeing them and calling them to himself. And we started today with an awesome sermon where um, Pastor Brennan was going through John 1 explaining who the book of John is about and how God is leading people. And so I'm here with two awesome friends, uh, two women of God who I respect and enjoy, um, Brianna and Janet, and they are excited to just discuss how God has been convicting their hearts and challenging them um, as they have been listening to this sermon. And so we're going to kick it off. We're going to ask Brianna, hey, give us just a little flyover of what Pastor Brennan laid down on us this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Um So I would say a big part of what he kept emphasizing today was um, this idea of like telos and teleology, which basically is our search for like an overall deep meaning and sense of like identity and purpose in our lives and how every individual is like looking for that. Um, But then how, as you know, John is describing Jesus uh, in in his gospel, um, Jesus being like the logos um, and how he's, you know, the creator of everything and how really none of us as human beings can figure out what our telos is, like have any sense of identity worth anything like that um, in anything created, but we really have to go to our creator for that. Um, so I feel like that's what he really emphasized this sermon as well as, um, you know, what does it look like to bring people to Jesus? Like looking at the disciples and, you know, Jesus saying, come and you will see. Like, what does it look like today to get to bring people to Jesus? So mm, that's so good. Yeah. No, he was like definitely laying down, man, looking at John 1, that the word was flesh and it, it, it dwelt among us. And so seeing that Jesus is the ultimate eternal knowledge. Um, and then from that, we look at the life of the disciples and it's like, man, we see Andrew experiencing Jesus and then looking around and saying to his brother, like, I found him. Like, come, come and see with me. Um, yeah, just insane. And so the concept, I have not thought about the concept of telos, I th- uh, telos, but I have thought about the concept of logos. And so how did you guys hit hearing that kind of for the first time? <laughs> I'll share on that. Um, so really I took that into looking at my self and having like a head knowledge of my telos through his logos, you know, that's one thing. But then operationally throughout my day, really owning that through the process of my schedule, my to-do list, my interactions with people, and just desiring to have more of a connection of knowing, you know, who I am in him and not not in my own head or in what I do, finding my my value in what I do or how I impact people, but really just owning that throughout the day more so that, you know, my impact will be his impact, you know, his purpose. Yeah. So for you, it was like this shifting of understanding to be like, oh no, the Lord Jesus is my ultimate tell us. And I, I've said that to be true of my life, but I want that to be a reality that lives in my life. Yeah. Knowing it in your head versus operational. And sometimes it is operational, but oftentimes with busy days, you know, I'm thinking about what do I got to get done? Yeah. I do love the concept of like operational knowledge of like, no, like it's actually, it's formatted into the way I live of like, I can't be moved um, from the belief that 
I'm enough because Jesus has saved me. That there's no situation I come into that I need to be worried about how I'm appearing because it's Jesus who brought me there and it's him who brings me there and it's him who sustains me there. Absolutely. There's like, we get to actually fight out of insecurity from a real grounded place rather than trying to tell ourselves that we're okay. It's like, actually, I am okay. I'm like seated in heaven with my, <laughs> like I'm seated with God in heavenly places. Like I've been, I've been a blood bought purchased daughter for the king and nothing can take me away from my seat at the table. That's yep. so good. Yeah. That's so good. Brown, how about you? How did the concept of Lagos and Telos hit you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really hit me because I felt like it was such a, I don't know, just a commentary of our culture. Like everybody's looking for purpose and worth in something. Mm-hmm. And it's easy, you know, to go on social media or watch TV and be like, oh, this person's trying to put their identity and like being known or that, you know, sense of like wealth or, you know, success or something like that. But then when Pastor Brennan started listing off other things, I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> that I could see where I've tried to uh, find a sense of like telos and like my meaning in my life mm. with created things. And then when you do take a step back, like for me and just looking at how Jesus is the logos, like eternal. Yeah. Like that for me just was very sobering of how often do we try to find meaning in a other created things, but also be things that are not going to last compared to, Jesus who has been for forever you know what I'm saying and I feel like it can at least for me it's like oh yeah like my identity is in Christ my identity is in Christ but it's like do I actually like live that out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do, do I actually like believe that in my day-to-day like yeah the affections in my heart the desires in my heart really show what I'm trying to find meaning in and sometimes it doesn't match up with yeah. what I'm saying so. yeah yeah and I think about like investment and so it says like where your treasure is there your heart is also and so i've been like looking at my life and looking at the two biggest pieces of like treasure i have which is my time and my finances um and i would also say like my relationships of like what we give but our time flows into that and saying like doing an inventory and saying like oh like what does my time go to and is it saying that my treasure is in god or is it saying that my treasure is in tons of other things um so i think about it's just like interesting thinking about man, if I believe that my telos really is Jesus, then how would that shape the way I invest my time and my resources into my life? So that's good. Good food for thought. Love it so much. Um, and so we kind of, we're going to zoom in to the story of Andrew inviting his brother Peter um, to come and see Jesus. And when you hear that story and we're going to, we see that we are oftentimes, some of us have been Peter. We've been invited to see Jesus. Um, do you guys have stories of like someone invited you to to experience Jesus? Hmm. Well, my stories go way back. I yeah. Mean, my, yeah, I think I was four or five, you know, yeah. in Sunday school and was invited to, you know, say the prayer, you know, mm-hmm. and accept Jesus. Um so my story started there. I'm not really sure if in my testimony that was really a heart conviction or a head conviction at that point in mm-hmm. my life, but that was the introduction, you know, yeah. and there were many introductions along the way as well that I felt, you know, um, having opportunities to be called by the Spirit along yeah. the way. That's so good. Yeah, I would say definitely similar, like as a little kid, like my parents were huge in always trying to share Jesus with me and my siblings and like introduce us to who he was. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, that and then also 
big moment in my life was my freshman year of college when I was actually really struggling mm. in my faith. Um, I had a friend that I was just sharing about how I was struggling with like a lot of doubt and just like questioning God's existence. It was it was bad. Um, and got, she got a little dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she was like very intentional, and like praying with me and then just like inviting me to spaces where I could like hear the gospel over and over and over again. Um, mm, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I, I feel similar of like, I feel like at 11, I like had grown up in the church, but at 11, I felt like this clear call, um, a clear invitation to personally get to know the creator of the world because he longed for a relationship with me. Um, and I remember that being like a cosmic shift for me as an 11 year old being like, this God who people keep you talking about, like he wants to know little old Ruth. Mm-hmm. And like he cares about little old Ruth and he has plans for little old Ruth. And I could sign on to be loved like that. Yeah. I could be, I could sign on to be cared about that way. Um, and I think, yeah, to me, it was uh, the man who like taught me about who Jesus was actually walked away from Jesus. Wow. And which is like just crazy thing, but I sent him a message and was like, hey, you were faithful to like proclaim Christ to me. And I have like, had a lasting faith because Jesus has kept me. And I just want you to know that like the seeds you have sown, like they, they have grown fruit and like, I want to call you back That's to awesome. know him. And I don't know if he knows Jesus right now or is walking with him, but I think, yeah, there's just like a, there's a beauty in our stories that like there are people that have called um, and we get to be the kind of people that call others um, and invite others to see Jesus. So we talked about this previously this concept of inviting others to see Jesus, when you hear that, what comes to mind when you hear the concept of saying, hey, Christians, disciples of Jesus need to call others to know Jesus. What is that? What is What feelings come up? What thoughts come up? Fear. Bam. <laughs> she comes around. She's like, next. <laughs> I'd like the next commandment, please. Yeah. And honestly, for many years, uh, you know, it, it stumped me. It stumped me in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, knowing how to call, but not feeling equipped, um, not feeling um, like I would have the right words or that even that my life really spoke well enough of Jesus. Mm. Um, so in recent years, um, I think it's actually earlier this year, I really, um, you know, I dug into the book of John, which he spoke from this morning, which was really powerful for me. It it actually um, made me fall in love with Jesus deeper, um, put a lot of skin on him, really um, saw who he was. And, you know, I just believe he's been calling me to do this. Now, that doesn't take away the fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's been, you know, different opportunities that he's put out there, whether that's inviting someone to hear a sermon um, or, or sharing a verse through my work when I know they're struggling with something, um, just to drip some stuff in or sharing pieces of my testimony that seem applicable. Um, so, you know, that's, that's some of it. I have invited some folks to church, which, um, sometimes, you know, most recently it was really a heartfelt cry to them to say, Hey, look, you got to come check out this Jesus that, that, that really loves you. Mm. Um, and here I think would be a great place and a great community to do it. Other times it's just more, you know, I think they're kind of looking for Jesus, yeah. but you know, and I just say, Hey, this is a great church, great community. Um, but haven't had the opportunity to go really deep with that. 
And um, I, I've also seen recently where um, just talking about what's happening in my church, what's happening in my life, what's happening in my family's life has really um, prompted some curiosity from folks to kind of bring up some topics yeah. that they may not really understand the Jesus that that pastor spoke about this morning that that welcomes that personal investigation and curiosity, you know, maybe they understand Jesus as more judgmental or, um, you know, the rule guy, um, or just talking about topics and having that opportunity to, to bring it. And I still feel ill-equipped to do it, but it's okay. Like I'm realizing it's okay to say, I don't really know. That's a good question. Yeah. Let's investigate that. You know, maybe yeah. I can look into that. We could talk more about it. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. Brown, what about you? Um, I feel like a lot comes to mind. Definitely fear, like you're saying too. I feel like for me, I'm always fearful of a few things. One of them being like, am I doing it right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is this right, God? Yeah. Please correct if not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally, am I, Um, I don't know. I feel like I can be a very structured person. I'm one of those people like, if you want me to do something, tell me exactly how you want it done. I will do it for you. I'm your girl. Right. But we're we're trying to share Jesus with people. You know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. aren't going to like fit into a box. Everybody's story is different and stuff like that. But sometimes I feel like I can be so concerned about like the how I'm trying to bring people to Jesus that like it can hinder me from just doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like, well, what does it look like to bring people to Jesus? Like, again, because people's stories are all different. Like, you know, maybe for a friend, I am trying to like invite them to church, right? So that they can hear the gospel. Um, or maybe for a friend, I'm just like sitting down and I'm just wanting to hear more of their story, right? And just like engage their story, engage what they're going through. Um, and then, you know, as God provides space to share about like, I don't know, the hope of the gospel or how, you know, Jesus's story like intersects theirs. Or maybe I am sharing my testimony yeah. or something. Or maybe it's like someone, you know, I see just looks like they're having a bad day. And I'm like, hey, like, how can I like pray for you? You know, um, and I think for me, I can be really hard on myself because I'm like, well, did I do like a full gospel presentation where I led this person to a point of decision? Like they have to say yes or no to yeah. Jesus right now in this Creation. moment, right? Fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like, I learned it. I learned it. I know what the steps are. They're out of order. Darn it. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Got to start over, right? Um, wait, wait. I can't tell you that part yet. We need to, I need to build up in the beginning. It was really good in the beginning. I promise. Meanwhile, they've tapped out. Five Meanwhile, they're ago. like, next? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I've definitely done that before. <laughs> she's like, no, that's like, she's adding me right now. Yeah. yeah. She was applauding well. Um, but yeah, I feel like for what I'm, I feel like I'm learning and growing in is that there's a lot of people in our culture and in our world, especially in the United States, that are telling people who God is and who Jesus is. And it is so wrong. Like, it's like a false version of Jesus. It's like a false, like, um, like depiction of who God is. Yeah. And, like, we're the people that can share with people, like, who God is and, like, how he is as he reveals himself in Scripture. Um, so I'm like, even if I'm not giving someone a full gospel presentation, which I'm praying that God opens a door to be able to share the gospel so that mm -hmm. people can, you know, come to faith. But, um, it's like, how am I coming alongside someone so that they're getting exposed to who the true Jesus is? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause like even Jesus, like in this moment, you know, he said, come and you will see, right? Like he didn't say, um, you know, I, everything about me in this exact moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't know what he, he said to them when they did actually like go back to the house and stuff like that. But they just wanted to see for their own eyes. And it's like, well, how can I help someone see for their whole, their own, through their own eyes who Jesus is? 
maybe it's just me sharing my story with them like how God intersected my life or something like that so I don't know all that to say I feel like there's a lot of fear of like am I doing it right but it's like if the Holy Spirit's guiding and leading me like it's going to be exactly what that person needs even if I feel like I did a terrible job yeah that's a good and that's I think man yeah your last point is like the I think what I want to hone in on is to say like if you are a believer in Jesus that means the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and wants to lead you to Jesus more and more. Like that's like one of the ministries of the spirit in our lives is to continue to reveal the person of Jesus to us. And so if he's doing that, he's going to teach you how to show Jesus to people. Like that there's a trust built in your relationship with Jesus that as you say, God, I I love you and I treasure you. And I want other people to love and treasure you. Teach me how to show them how good you are and how good your good news is so that they can be liberated to love you. Because that's like we live in the liberated side of getting to love Jesus. That someone someone told us to come and follow him and God peeled away our blind eyes so that we could see him. And I think that's just like a beautiful invitation to a life of prayer to say, oh my gosh, I get to talk to God all the time about my life. Like my operational living has to change in that when I walk into a room, I get to be communing with God. It says Jesus didn't say anything that the father didn't tell him to say. He didn't go anywhere that the father didn't tell him to go. He was crazy operationally living connected. And in John, fast forward, spoiler alert, Jesus prays that we would be one with him and how he's one with the father. That that's like what Jesus wants for us is that oneness and that we don't want you to walk away from this conversation being like, I got my marching orders. I got to tell all my neighbors about Jesus today and I got to invite them all to church. Done. That's not what we want. We want you as you connect with Jesus to say, how is Jesus asking you to show Jesus to the people in your life? I think that you know, there's two points I want to make from what you girls just said. One is I think when we speak from the heart, yeah. It's so powerful if we can get there and, and if we can get out of our heads, you know, I'm with you, Brianna. It's like, what do I have to say? I'm going to screw it up. Give me the list. <laughs> Where do I start? You know, but I, I know through, through, you know, this arena and other arenas, when we speak from the heart, it is the most powerful. Um, and the other point I think that was, I want to reiterate from the sermon today is what pastor said is we invite but the spirit does the calling. Yeah. And that totally was like a ah, moment for me. It's <laughs> yes. like, okay, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, don't be all caught up in, in the outcome. Yeah. You know, just be obedient when you feel the call, when you feel. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. let God work out the rest. You don't have to figure it out. No. Yeah. No. And I will say too, like, you know, even like commenting on what I had said too, like it does matter what we say, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to like roll into a conversation and just be like confusing <laughs> to yeah. people or anything yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. But sometimes I think about, I'm like, okay, like what is the gospel straight up? Like how, like, like why am I glad that I'm saved? Like what is yeah. the sweetness of my yeah. salvation? There you go. Cause like I'm a foodie. If I went to a great restaurant, I'm going to tell everybody about everybody this restaurant. About it. Everybody. Literally, you know? And if I, know Jesus and he just like met me in the midst of like something that I'm going through or mm. you know just any part of him in my day to day it's like wow like how am I keeping this to myself you know what I'm saying like why yeah. am I keeping it to myself like do I really see the beauty of Jesus and like just how much he loves me 
Because if I really did, like I would, I would even just have a desire to share with people. Yeah. And like, like you're saying, like he will meet us in the midst with like what to say and like how to say it. But yeah. 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 It's definitely a tough point to be like, if you don't like the fact that you're a Christian, maybe don't share that. Meaning like, what do you have to share? Like, like it's, it's someone may be hearing this and be like, do I actually like Christ? I'm like, hey, take a moment to like assess if you actually know him. And like, this could be a moment where you're being called to repentance to be like, Hey, I've been, I've been on the line, but like, I don't, I'm not experiencing any of this like joy that you people are talking about. And I think this kind of stinks. And I go to church because I feel like I have to. And I feel like I am winning up my brownie points so that God in the day of judgment accepts me. And we're just going to say, that's a lie straight from the devil. (laughs) And he actually wants you to experience a life-giving love that he has to offer through actually accepting that your sins are forgiven and that you can walk in a fullness of life with him that he wants you to have. And so like out of that experience of actually knowing Jesus, we can share it, not out of duty and with nothing to prove. Like sharing our faith isn't to prove anything. It's the outpouring of a real life with Jesus. And I think that's important to recognize for the Christian of like, Andrew was overwhelmed by who Jesus was. So therefore he, in like a good way, therefore he had to tell his brother. And he says, we have found the Messiah, which means he was looking. There are people in our lives that are searching for something. And we're just being the beggar that found food that tells the other beggar where to go because we've been found by him. And there's like such joy in that. There's such joy in being like, I, my heart has found like the lover of my soul. Um, And so thinking about kind of steps of obedience for people, what have steps of obedience in kind of gospel conversations that you've taken where you, Jesus has been like, Hey, using you right now, show up. What have those steps of obedience of you saying yes to Jesus to show others him looked like in your life? Mm. Janet. Yeah. (laughs) Um. She was looking at me. I mean, just this one recent thing for me was just a night of wrestling with the Lord about somebody who was on my heart and waking up the next day and saying, okay, I'm not going to call this person right now because I know they're not up yet. And then thinking, oh, this day could really roll by and I could not make that phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and the devil's, not, right. the devil's not worried about tomorrow. <laughs> He's not worried about you tomorrow because you're not doing what you need to be doing today. Um, and. Yeah, and just putting putting ego aside, making that phone call and praying about it, um, having some scripture ready. Did they pick up? They did. They were up. Well, no, I didn't call early. I did okay. wait, but I made sure I called. But <laughs> okay, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, maybe this doesn't have to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then pouring my heart out and being okay with just being like, am I making any sense? Like, is anybody like, mm-hmm. is this one ever going to answer the phone again? Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, just, yeah, I think that's just, I don't know that God hasn't always spoken to me like that. I haven't mm-hmm. had many nights up wrestling with him about specific people, but um, that's the one experience I can bring to mind. Yeah. So for you, it was like, Feeling conviction to say, someone in my life, the Lord highlighted, and he asked me to go and to reach out to them and to invite a conversation of encouragement and like a spiritual conversation. Yeah. And there's other people that he's had on my heart that we don't really have an opportunity right now that I can see for these deep spiritual conversations, Mm -hmm. but there are opportunities to be intentional 
about being connecting with them yeah. and, and making sure that I'm throwing that invitation out there to come to church or to, you know, be in more, you know, presence more often, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's like one of the things where I got to do the work. Yeah. Like I got to schedule that. You got to be intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Awesome. Can you uh, restate your question again? Just yes. <laughs> my question was, now I got to fully remember what my question was. My question was, what have steps of obedience okay. looked like as you have felt like called to show others who Jesus is? I feel like for me, one thing that comes to mind is like being willing to just like put myself out there mm. and not like o- trying to overcome the fear and not even necessarily overcome the fear, but in the fear of like, I don't know how this person's going to receive me. I don't know if they're going to think I'm crazy for reaching out Super to them. crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're going to just like how they're going to respond to this. But like a step of obedience is like, you know what? successful witnessing is you know stepping out in the power of the holy spirit and leaving the results to god mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because i feel like it's easy for me to make an excuse of like oh well this is like you're saying like oh this maybe isn't just good timing mm-hmm. in the season of this person's life right now like what do you mean good timing? everyone needs jesus all the time like yeah. <laughs> the time is always now you know but in my head i can get in my head and be like oh like or maybe our, our relationship isn't that strong yet maybe i need to do some more work which in some cases i feel like yeah you, you need true. to build build up relationally and you know um but for me, I think taking steps of obedience is willing to like not think of myself in mm. Jesus wanting us to go out and share him with others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like God could totally just like crack open the sky and like make himself known and be like, I'm God, believe in my son. Mm. Right. But he chooses to use us. So, but if I'm like thinking of myself and like not necessarily like what I have to lose, but like my sense of like, I don't know, people like respecting me yeah, or yeah. yeah thinking highly of me or um just like oh she's cool she's cool you know what i'm saying she's not like those other people you know what i'm saying it's like who cares what people think of me i just care. i'm just really trying not to get put in the crazy christian category <laughs> but it's like <laughs> i would just want to know like what do you yeah. think of jesus you know what i'm saying and it's interesting yeah. there's times where I've, I've been hesitant and like i don't know how this person's going to respond god was already doing a work in that person's life and they were like very receptive to it surprising i'm like dang like imagine if i would have just stayed in my hole and and listened to my excuses and not just even opened up a conversation like all this stuff that this person's now grateful for wouldn't have like happened Mm. you know so So true that's so good yeah there's definitely these moments where we're plagued by insecurity yeah and we're plagued by Man, I'm just thinking about how awkward I feel. Yeah, that's while doing this. <laughs> like, let's all... call it ego. Yeah. I mean, really, totally. like, that's ugly. Yeah, right. no, no, it's, but it is. No, and it's saying, and to that ego, Christ died for that ego. <laughs> Thank Christ, you, Lord. Like He crucified that on the cross with Him, so that we could actually die to ourselves and live with Him. That like that. That is the that is the flesh that needs to die. That we think of ourselves less and walk in humility. What does the beatitude say? Blessed is the meek, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. I think it's the kingdom of God. Forgive me if it's not. Um, that like it is a posture that says, "I am Jesus's. I bring nothing to the table but the fact that He put me at the table." And so it's a position that says, "I'm seated with Christ." Like there's a pride, there's a boasting in Christ, but there's not a boasting in ourselves. That when we walk into these conversations, we can say, I just want to be about what he's about. And I know he's about bringing people to himself. 
And so how do I put myself in the position to say yes to him and not be plagued by insecurity? Or if I'm insecure, say, Jesus, I know you are powerful enough to use me even when I feel fearful and even when I feel insecure and even when I'm all up in my head. I'm going to act in faith and move forward despite feeling these things, that these feelings aren't the truth. Um, Because I think we can make those feelings, we can make those feelings be the Holy Spirit, quote unquote, in our heart. We're like, if I feel anxious, I shouldn't do it. You're like, that's not true. Like, that is just not true. (laughs) Like, we can walk into situations saying, God, you are working in me and you can teach me how to do this if I really feel like you're calling me to move in this and have this hard conversation, good conversation, bad conversation. Because sometimes, like, I cannot promise you they will all go well. Mm-hmm. I can actually tell you right now they won't all go well. That is true. And I, oftentimes you will not see a light come down from heaven and see spiritual scales fall off of people's eyes. But sometimes you will, and not a literal light, but sometimes you will experience heaven breaking in and someone experiencing Jesus in a moment. And it's nuts. And sometimes it's a little crack. And sometimes it's, oh, I'll think about that. And sometimes it's, please don't talk to me about Jesus ever again. And it's all of those. And that's like a beautiful adventure of loving Jesus is to be like, I don't, I'm not defined by the outcome. I'm just being obedient to say yes. If he's asking me to speak and he's asking me to ask a question, to share a verse, to share my testimony, to invite someone to dinner with me, to have a further conversation about Jesus, to invite them to sit with me at church and experience my life with Jesus. Um, so good. Just so good. I think um, I think something you said earlier in conversation, Brianna, was about, you know, for those of us, I, I feel you girls are both in ministry and I kind of feel like that. She makes fun of us girl as professional as Christians. And we, we reject that. Yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> All right. I'm just telling you <laughs> yeah, from yeah. the other side of the fence um, <laughs> that, um, you know, maybe you don't feel that call. You know, maybe you're not feeling that. And I think what you said earlier was, you know, asking. We all know we've been given the Great Commission. It's in the book, right? But not, like, maybe there aren't a lot of conversations or experiences we feel like we're holding back from. Maybe um, you had said about praying and asking God to give you that heart. Maybe you need to start at asking God to give you that love for him like that feeling of appreciation, that full appreciation for who he is and what he's done. Um, And then asking for eyes to see those opportunities. Um, Yeah. You know, I know for years myself, I I knew I was called. I knew I wanted more. I just couldn't see how. And I was too busy with my day-to-day to really probably notice opportunities. So maybe there was a lot of missed ones, you know, but now is the time. Mm so good yeah yeah i was going to even say like um what you were saying sometimes when you do take those steps of faith right and like you don't see the immediate fruit of it or you're like i'm never going to do that again it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was really weird (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's like that's okay because god chooses to use imperfect vessels to like Mm -hmm. share the greatest news of ever with people that desperately need him and i remember there's one story that always encourages me i'll make it real quick but basically there was someone that took a step of faith to share, um, tried to engage in like a, a conversation 
about like someone's like background spiritually and like try to share the gospel and stuff. And the person that they were sharing with was not having it just like shut down completely. It was just done. Um, And I think they were like strangers or acquaintances. So they didn't even know each other very well. Right. So literally years passed and this person started a new job. And on their first day, this random person walks up to them that they didn't know. It was like, hey, 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 like, do you remember me? And they're like, nope. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, like I was, you know, I want to apologize. Like I was a person a few years ago. You were trying to like talk with me about God and I just like shut you down. But I wanted to say you coming up to me, although it wasn't open, it just did something where I couldn't get God out of my head. Mm. And I, I I was just so bothered that I actually just like wanted to go to church and just like figure out like, why does this bother me so much? And that person came to know the Lord. Yeah, that's so so this good. Was not a successful air quotes gospel conversation yeah, yeah. or full gospel. They did not get through creation and redemption. No, no, not at all. Right. <laughs> but even just exposing people to like spiritual things or like who Jesus is, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, small like God's boldness towards them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's so like, good. God- they irritate you. Yeah. And <laughs> you make you scratch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like God knows what each person needs. Yeah. Right. And you could be someone that God wants to use to just like begin to pull away the like the brush and the weeds so mm-hmm. that someone can see Jesus more clearly. Like you just might be a a brush clearer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You might just be like getting a twig out of someone's eye or you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's so good. So you might not see the harvest, but like God doesn't waste anything. Yeah. So that should really encourage us. That encourages me. Yeah. He doesn't waste anything. Yeah. So. There's a there's a concept called throwing stones in people's shoes. So we're throwing these like truth bombs. I had a conversation yesterday. I was doing something hilarious with middle schoolers yesterday and we were walking around. We were like detailing cars in Philly because we were like doing this service project and we had an open slot and we needed to go find someone. So I'm like in Philly being like, all right, you need a free car detailing. It sound like a lunatic. And this like couple we like walk up to and this woman, I was asking them like, hey, is there anything we can pray for you for? And she was like, ah, just like peace, love and blessings for like everyone. And just like a classic postmodern response of like I just want everyone to be happy and I'm like the world's not gonna be happy if not reconciled to God I didn't say that but that was like my thought I wanted to like blow up because I wanted to be like I don't know if this woman's ever been like pressed but I was like I'm with these middle schoolers (laughs) I want them to see what it looks like to like throw a stone in someone's shoe in a way that's not mean and like I could have like tried to get into a debate with her but I was like I don't think that's what the Lord wants me to do and so I told her I was like I would love to pray for peace because like Jesus is the Prince of Peace and he invites everyone to know him. And so I'm just throwing like a concept. She knows that I'm disagreeing with her. She can she can hear that I'm saying Jesus is peace and I want everyone to have Jesus, but I'm not going at it in a way that I'm trying to just tear her down. I'm just saying like, I'm going to say something true and I'm going to pray that that truth sits with you when you go and that you think about, oh, that like girl was like willing to talk to me, but like she ultimately believes that Jesus is true. Not that everything is true. Because that's how this, this woman believed that everyone just kumbaya. And in that of like, we won't always get a full gospel presentation. That woman did not. She didn't even want to pray with me. She like, she was trying to shoo me off. And the girls were laughing and they're like, yeah, she was not into that. I said, no, she was not into that. <laughs> but like in that of like, sometimes we just get an opportunity to throw a stone in someone's shoe. And when someone says, hey, I'm like really struggling. And be like, oh, it's like. I'm so sorry. Can I pray with you? Because like what I know is that Jesus cares about the brokenhearted because that's true. Like we can, we can take that to the bank because he says that like someone, someone loses their parents, like God's heart is near to the orphan. We know that we can take him to the bank on that. And so 
like saying something that is true and proclaiming who Jesus is and praying that we're just one chink in the armor that breaks through the heart of stone because it's God who does it, but that are, we'd get to be a part of that ministry, um, which is just, I think, so cool. Janet's like, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, I'm tapped out. Yeah, she's like, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> um, that's so good. Um, and so based off this conversation, our encouragement is if the Lord is leading you, which he is, so don't don't think he's not. Don't think he's not leading you. Don't be like, he didn't say nothing. Seek his heart. Great commission. It's there. It's for all of us. Yes. Is go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, teaching you all that I have commanded you. And you are equipped. Yes. I mean, he used that woman at the well. Yeah. I always look back at her. I'm like, oh my gosh, he chose her. She, a woman. She, she knew she Jesus was a mess. for 15 minutes. A hot mess. <laughs> and she says, he told me everything about me. <laughs> everything yeah. about me, he told me. Yeah. And then she just went. Yeah. And she went. So. She used what she knew. Meaning like, if you're a baby Christian, tell people what you know is true. Yeah. You don't need to you pretend to you know, know more. No. Tell people what you know is true. Yeah. That's so good. I think that I think that's super encouraging. That's a good point. A lot of the people that Jesus had interactions with, they had one interaction with him. And they would just like immediately go and tell people what he did mm. for them. Like yeah, that's think, our problem. Yeah, I think we make <laughs> it more complicated than it is. Yeah, like he's giving us everything that we need to yeah. share about him, and that's salvation, right? Yeah, and the Holy Spirit that fills us to go. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And there is like, don't hear that we don't want you to continue seeking God's heart so that you can give a good response. Mm-hmm. Like, don't think we're telling you like, hey, don't ask for more just wing it yeah just wing it because i think i want you to hear that like there are resources to grow in this and there's accountability to be to be had in your small groups amongst christian friends but when jesus is asking he's giving you everything you need to be obedient he's never saying wait until you're good enough he's saying be willing and continue growing and as you continue growing he'll continue to equip you and continue to show himself um and be be the kind of people that pray the bold prayers that say, bring someone today to me, Jesus, so that I may show them who you are because you are beautiful and you are worth bestowing my eyes upon. Best- being bestowed. Ugh, I got lost in the last bestowing, phrase. I think. Bestowing. Bestowing. Yeah. Not fine to me. All good. Um, and so, Brianna, will you close down prayer? Sure. Okay. All right, Jesus, just want to thank you for you. We just want to thank you that you come to give us um, salvation, God. You give us meaning. You give us purpose. You give us worth, Lord. Anything that we could look for in creation to try to fill us up won't work, but you do, God. So we just thank you for um, just your saving grace upon us. And we thank you that you choose to use us, God. Followers of you who don't live this life perfectly, Lord, who don't have it all together, um, we we thank you that you want us to be a part of um, literally the greatest commission ever, Lord, of going and making you known to this uh, lost, dead, um, separated world from you, Lord. So I just pray for all of us, Lord God, um, that you would just deepen our hearts, uh, give us an extreme desire, Lord God, to make you known to those around us. Um, pray that you would, re- you would remind us of the sweetness of our salvation, God, and that we just would not be able to keep it to ourselves, Lord God, that you would bring to mind those people whose heart you're already working on, Lord, uh, whether they're kind of like low-hanging fruit or maybe a bit more hard, Lord, doesn't matter, Lord. I pray that you'll bring them to our hearts, that we'd be in prayer for them, God, and that you would open doors for us to just take steps of faith, 
trusting in your Holy Spirit um, to share you, God, and to invite people to see who you are, Jesus. So we just thank you again that you want to use us, God. Pray that we wouldn't squander that opportunity, God, but just be all in and step into um, just seeing you make yourself known to the world around us. So pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for listening. And if this has been an encouragement to you, please share with a friend. It's always a blessing uh, to be a blessing. Uh, we love you and hope you have an awesome rest of your week.